At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Welcome in. It's Morningside Hoops Podcast. Back for another week, another episode. I'm Kyle Matrician, joined in the introduction by my handy dandy thing, <laughs> thing one, one and thing two. two. <laughs> that was perfect. Thing one and we thing didn't two. even plan that. Uh, it's amazing. By uh, Aaliyah Funchell and Matt Sugan. Aaliyah, yes. how are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm amazing. I'm, I'm glad. having a great day. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic. We're uh, we're at a good time of the year. It's what second week of February. It is the yeah, second week of February. It's closer to March. We're Valentine's Day is coming up. Yes, Who's like I care. Who's Valentine? All of us are happily married. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, I don't know if you're married. Valentine's Day becomes. Uh, Stressful. <laughs> I think if you're in a relationship, it becomes yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. That's true. That's if you're true. not in a relationship, becomes lonely. I'm, not, I'm just gonna I'm gonna cut myself off there before I get myself. <laughs> you dug it. I'm dug a I, I do a good job. Hey, I would just hole. like to say I'm married to the game basketball baby, so perfect podcast to be on today. That's Morning right. Side hoops. And we've got two great interviews coming up. We've got Cam Shockley Okk from the men's basketball team, who we're gonna speak to first. And then following our interview with Cam, we're going to speak with Sienna Durr from the women's basketball team, bringing Sienna back. An old face, not an old face, but a recognizable face. Been around for a few years. Oh, yeah. Uh, grizzled veteran. Yeah, grizzled? Is, is that what you said? I don't know. Grizzled veteran? Isn't, could, that a, isn't that a term? Yeah. yeah. He's the writer over here. So. Yeah, you're the writer. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> Uh, but we're really looking forward to those conversations. Uh, the men's and women's basketball teams are coming off a weekend against Penn and Princeton. The women were on the road where they defeated Penn uh, at the Palestra for the first time since 2010 and earned the season sweep over Penn for the first time since 2010. Uh, they then went to Princeton, and it was a big, really hyped matchup, two 7-0 Ivy League teams. I think uh, maybe the moment got the best of them. I'm not, you know, I'm, we're going to let Sienna tell us uh, when she comes on the podcast what she thinks happened there. But uh, obviously, they're ready for revenge. They're, I think they're going to be ready. I think they're going to be ready for the next time those two teams meet on February 23rd right here uh, at Levy and Gymnasium. And then uh, men's basketball, they, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about it a lot this season, but a young team trying to find themselves, and uh, they, had a, they had two tough matchups this weekend uh, at home against Penn and Princeton. Uh, they wound up being a 15-point loss to Penn and a 22-point loss to Princeton, but we're going to bring Cam Shockley Okeke. He's going to talk a little bit about it, and then we're also going to talk uh, – we're going to talk with Cam and get to know him a little bit more. I know he's been on the podcast already this year, but he was uh, such a great interview that we're going to bring him back. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to head to break. And when we come back, we're going to hear from Cam first. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. 
The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. All right, welcome to segment one of Morningside Hoops. I think we're presented by Jag One. That's a terrible sponsor read, but <laughs> everything's kind of up in the air. Um, so Jag One, you might be getting a free plug. Uh, I'm Mike Kowalski. I'm joined by Aliyah Funchell and Matt Sugam, and we are hat, and we have uh, freshman forward Noah Robledo. Noah, thanks for coming on today. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah. I think we might have um, kind of psyched out the listeners because we definitely said we'd have Cam. So this is a nice little uh, yeah, surprise. Yeah, we, we <laughs> thought we were going to have Cam, Shockley OKK as well. <laughs> um, Cam has is meeting with a professor right now, which is obviously very important. Mm-hmm. Much more part important. Of, part of the uh, Columbia life. Uh, we're, we're recording this on Thursday morning after a late night getting back from Cornell. So sure. how are you, you feeling a little sleepy or are you, fr- are you fresh for today's practice, Noah? Uh, me, I'm, I'm always ready for practice. <laughs> I, I can ready. tell that about I'm you. Always on edge. <laughs> uh, but now nah, we did get back kind of late. I woke up kind of tired. I had a 8 a.m. this morning. Wow. So oh my goodness. It's literally the worst, but it is what it is. Um, it was actually Spanish. I enjoyed it a lot. It's, it's my heritage. It's my, uh, background. So for me, it's, I don't really have a problem with it. Nice. Well, let's get into that. I mean, that's a good segue, right? Let's talk about, you know, how you're brought up and coming from Texas and everything and. Tell us a little bit about your family and how you wound up at Columbia. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, it started um, back home in Texas. I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. Uh, me and my family moved to a surrounding city near Austin uh, called Leander when I was probably in like middle school. Um, and that's kind of the place that raised me, um, made me the person I am. Um, being surrounded with my mom and my dad and my two siblings, my crazy little brother and my the, my sassy um, older sister really helped me um, be the person I am. My mom and dad are my biggest inspirations. Um, and my grandma, my late grandfather, who uh, was a really uh, big inspiration for me and a really big um, role model growing up uh, that really showed me what it was to be proud of like my Hispanic heritage um, and really hold that with pride. Um, and that was something that's always been like a, a big motivation for me. I feel like a lot of people have like their own motivations and me like identifying with that culture. Um, and I think since I am like a, a biracial kid, I think like with the way I was brought up in a Hispanic home, it's really like made me love uh, being the person that I am is really like molded me into this like, kind of like, like a dog, like, I think like when I get on the court, it's like I'm not playing for myself. I'm playing for a whole culture of kids mm-hmm. that have a whole bunch of like stigmas around being Hispanic or being Latino to where it's like you don't really see a lot of Hispanics or Mexicans who are playing basketball, who are playing at the Division One level, who are um, doing things that we're not constrained to doing on the regular. Um, so I think that like being brought up in Texas and having my family around and I guess like identifying with my Hispanic culture has really like molded me into the person I am. I, I love that. I, I always like to ask the, the kids who aren't from this area about New York and one, I, what it's like being here and I guess what you knew about New York, you know, before you came here, have you ever been here? And then what's it been like, I guess you've probably been here about six, seven months. And yeah. what's it been like getting the New York experience? I mean, like I, Texas, I love I New guess, York. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like Texas, but I love New York, man. It's like, it's crazy because I feel like God had a plan because there was so much leading up to the point to me getting here where it was like New York was always there. Like eighth grade, I went to a tournament here okay. and we were in between Jersey and New York and we went to the Brooklyn Bridge for the first time. And I'm in awe. I'm like, oh, oh. my God, I want to be here the rest of my life. Um, and then it was me like freshman year. I figured out was it fresh. I think it was sophomore year, sophomore year. I figured out who the rapper Pop Smoke was. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I've never heard this sound before. Like, where's he from? New York. Um, 
And then I also had a couple of friends, one of my best friends from back home, Sean, uh, Sean Colbert. He actually was from New York, and that was like, that's like my brother. Like, so he would always tell me like stories about being in Brooklyn and him, him and his family over here. So it was kind of like me always being surrounded and kind of having that New York in my background. Um, and it's crazy because a lot of people say that like, I kind of act like I'm from New York. Yeah, I yeah, can see that. You like, really fit yeah, the you culture. Don't, you don't very, talk like you're no, from Texas. No. You have like a little bit of more of a New York vibe. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you're you're definitely not a fish out of water, Noah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think that's, I mean, a lot of it's like my personality too. Like I'm just a social butterfly. I like to just have fun and uh, I'm really spontaneous and like bringing energy and just having fun with everything that I do. So uh, me being out here for the past six, seven months, it's, it's really been a good um, change in scenery and a good uh, transition for me. And I really like it a lot. Yeah, I feel like, you know, within the team, it's there's some interesting, like, relationships. And we, we you were going to originally come on with Jaden Cooper when we had him on before. <laughs> but you were injured and couldn't get, get it to happen. And then there's, like, Robbie and Jake. Yeah. And like everybody comes together really well, but like having those like little pods is like really interesting to watch, especially when we're traveling. So like, mm-hmm. w- talk a little bit about that dynamic. Yeah, um, it's cool because like I was saying, like me, I'm kind of I mess with everybody. Everybody messes <laughs> with me. Like I'm the funny guy. I like to mess around with everybody. So it's like there's me and Jaden. Me and Jaden are the dynamic <laughs> duo. We just always having fun, <laughs> laughing, acting crazy. Then there's Robbie and Jake. Those two are close like they're they, like like brother brothers, close. like brother they, close. they can like finish each other's sentences close. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. i didn't know that yeah for sure and then there's that the the obvious um there's zay and eddie zay and yeah. eddie are really close too and then one that's one that's like i love the most is gotta be me and jake's yeah me and jake have, <laughs> have a little that's like oh. my brother we uh we always mess around we always have uh Frank Sinatra, that's like our artist. So we'll always oh. sing. We'll always sing him <laughs> in the room. We're always singing some Frankie. No, um, oh man, no. So backstory: when we were at Cornell, <laughs> Coach Engels decided to make this the night before the, the Cornell game the Christmas party, the Christmas slash holiday party because because of COVID, we the, the team couldn't get together. It, it didn't mm-hmm. happen. So a bunch of the guys sang, went out and performed, and I'll let Noah tell us who the best performers were in a minute, but. No, no, Frank Sinatra was what came out of that, and that's probably a good thing for his yeah. for his memory's sake. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that was that was definitely fun for it being our first little Christmas party. Two months, what is it? Two months later. Yeah. Um, it was definitely fun. We had some some terrible singers. <laughs> we had some in between, and we had some good ones. Where uh, do you classify? I was up there. Yeah, I bet. I had everybody all singing. It was it was really fun. <laughs> Brought the energy. <laughs> Brought the energy for sure. I had to, I had to do the classic Mariah Carey. Oh, oh wow. man, I'd yeah. pay to see that honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was super good. And then we had you, least, you, you at least tried to hit the high notes. I did. <laughs> you, oh, you hit him. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then there was obvious Coach Carberry. He oh. got a little soul to him. <laughs> it was really good. And then of course we had JB Jake Brown who was. Awful. <laughs> Coach <laughs> tore into him. It was, it was bad. Um, and then we had, I don't remember. Aliza, though. You got to oh, talk about Aliza, our trainer. Aliza, the trainer, brought her own song. She wrote really? her own yeah. lyrics yeah. to 12 Days of Christmas. And oh, my it goodness. to all the things she's dealt with as her as it's been her first year as the basketball trainer. Wow. That yeah. is so yeah. cool. So like, we need a Columbia like basketball sprained ankles. Yeah. Five needy freshmen. Needy freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> it was super cool, That's man. incredible. <laughs> For sure. So that was a good time. It was a good bonding experience. Um, and then going into Cornell last night, you had, you know, obviously not the result Columbia was looking for, but you had, you stepped up with a few guys out and had 15 points, uh, setting a career high. So what was it like? It looked like, you know, the shooting was contagious for everybody. It was, it was probably one of our better shooting games all year. So what was it like kind of going in that game? It's a little midweek game kind of, strange time like talk about kind of getting focused and locked in for that game for sure um i guess with with every game with us it's kind of a a learning opportunity a way for us to get better to grow um so going into this game we understood what our tasks were we understood what our mission was as far as coaches plan to bring success um and we 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 did that to our best of our abilities and like you said, it wasn't the result the result that we we wanted, but with us having um, Ike out, Eddie out, 
um, Liam out as well, um, and a couple of other guys who bring a lot to the table for us. It was really big for us to have a lot of the younger guys as far as like me, Jake, Robbie, Jaden, G, uh, Zay, um, come and step up to where we're, we're actually seeing minutes now and yeah. we're able to display the future of what Columbia can be and display that like no matter if we're out five guys or we're up five guys, we're always going to bring that same intensity, that same uh, drive to want to win. Um, and I, I, I would say that we played easily one of our hardest games as far as like the, the energy that we brought um, and just our relentlessness to be able to just come out and compete as hard as we can. Two more things I wanted to bring up about the Cornell before we kind of move on is, you know, not, not necessarily show in the box score, but if you're watching the games, I, it was really like eye opening watching, especially like you were saying, the young guys, like I thought Zay had a very good game yesterday. The box score wouldn't show that. He was like one for six from the field, but like he just seems more decisive. Do you feel that like that's kind of coming around for all of you? Yeah, for sure. I think that we're all, like although the season is coming to a close end, like we have about five games left, it's like these. It's like the last couple of games that we're having. These are the most stride. This is like the games where we have the biggest stride as far as making the next jump to. We're eliminating the turnovers. We're eliminating the um, pass deflections. We're eliminating all the like little tedious problems to where. When we had those same problems at the beginning of the year. It was it was showing in the box scores as like a dramatic, mm-hmm. a dramatic effect on us, and I think that like with like you said with Zay, he's he's seeming a lot more poised. G is taking really good shots. Uh, Jake is taking his time down low on the block. Jaden is getting steals and mm-hmm. getting to the rim and yep. being aggressive. Um, Robbie is is leading us out there. Um, I'm bringing energy. It's everything is just starting to come together, yeah. and it's it's really good kind to see. Seeing that, mm-hmm. and then I think yesterday the interesting thing is like not knowing exactly what the game plan was going to be going in. You guys tried to play at Cornell speed and gave them a pretty a tough game out of yeah. it. So like it shows that you can play different styles and you can guys can be adaptable. And that, what does that say for the future of the program? Yeah, for sure. I think I don't think that a lot of the guys knew that we could do that, and I think it was interesting to see that like. We could play at any style, like run and gun, uh, half court. Um, I think that with us displaying that yesterday, it's kind of like, a, oh, man, like we can do this too, um, which is really key for us moving forward. Yeah, well, just a quick footnote. Cornell plays the fastest offense in the country, according to Ken Palm. That is so this, crazy. Like, yeah, they get shots up every 13 seconds per possession. So wow, it's the fastest offense in the country. and. Like I said, we did try to, you know, they were pressing us. We were trying to get it down. And we, I mean, you had a great dunk on the press break. And uh, there was a couple good break plays that led to easy buckets. So it was really, it, you know, fell behind early. Cornell was hot early, but, you know, we were able to come back, pull within four. It just wasn't quite enough. Yeah. Mike mentioned all, all, all the injuries before, and I feel like that's been, you know, kind of one of the stories of the season. So not to make excuses, but, but what's it been like? trying to transition with one you have yourself who who's you know first year and then all the sophomores are really like first years too so to transition to try and learn each other and learn each other's games and the systems and on top of learning college basketball but also meshing as a team but then it's like every other game there's different lineups because there's it seems like two three guys out every game so has it been trying to adjust and find a team chemistry with with that going on um it's been it's been really good um coach does a really good job of rallying us together and making us understand that like we're all here as a team if one man is down the other one has to step up and i think with all of our injuries and the things that have come up and transpired within our team we are a team that's like really relentless and we don't really make too many excuses for ourselves um that's one thing that coach harps on us all the time like no excuses like that's one of our values like no excuses at all so with us it's we take that and we run with it um so that's that's kind of how we're able to adapt with that what, what's the transition been like for you overall i mean um, you know on top of basketball there's school there's moving into a new city what and we're also coming out of a pandemic which is kind of crazy too mm-hmm. so what, what's this whole 
semester and a few weeks been like for you? It's been it's been really good. Um, I would say my freshman year has kind of there's definitely been ups and downs. I've been on that side of the injuries and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like with my mentality, I've I never let that stuff get to me. Like even yesterday, I could have easily said, hey, "Man, my groin hurts. My groin is starting to hurt again. My head is starting to hurt from the concussion." But it's like just having that mindset of it doesn't matter. Like I'm here for a reason. We're all here for a reason. So why not just give it your all? Um, and then besides that, with with school, it's been a really good transition. Um, it's definitely a big a big change academically as far as like how challenging it is. Yeah, it's Columbia. Yeah, <laughs> coming from a little like small town um, in Texas, it's it's really put perspective on like how um, how valued school is to a lot of people. Um, and it's definitely something that's growing on me. It's, and it's definitely something that, like, I'm starting to understand, like, there's life outside of basketball. And it's really just given me the opportunity that I've always wanted as far as, like, being able to feel challenged in the classroom and feel confident in my work that I'm giving to my professors. Um, but other than that, the transition with the pandemic has been ups and downs. Um, but then again, like we, we always have just that, we, we just have this mentality where it's like, we understand that it can, it can end at some point. So just give it your all until they tell us we can't go no more. Um, so that's kind of how we're able to do with that. What's been your favorite class you've taken so far? Yeah. And what's your major? By the way, right? He's only a freshman. You can't decide. Oh, you can't yeah. decide. Oh, you can't decide. I'm thinking of architecture, though. Architecture. Oh. Going like Eddie. Yeah. Wow. That's, Influencer. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's helping me out with that. But my favorite class so far has got to be art home. Okay. Art home has been really fun. Um, I actually took a class like it my freshman year when I went to a private school in Texas called St. Andrews. Shout out, Miss Tran. Miss <laughs> Tran was literally my favorite teacher. Um, and it was it's it's literally the same class. It's identical. Um, we basically right now we're learning about Raphael's paintings and stuff like that. So it's cool to see little Ninja details. I'm glad you said it, not me, because it went in my head and I was like, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. But. I love how creative this team is because one of my favorite things to do is learn more about athletes as people and i just can't believe how many creative people are on the men's basketball team so i think that's really cool between sure. either what you do for your major or even just like your fashion your style like what your interests are like i think that's really cool oh yeah that too for sure fashion fashion is a really big key for me um i understand that columbia doesn't have a fashion um major so i'm trying to i'm trying to take architecture and turn it into fashion i um, love that so so did i did i hear this correctly you had your own clothing line yeah, I got a, I got a, I have a brand called Merciful. Okay. Um, that I started up when the pandemic started my senior year of high school, um, and it was it went really good. I actually had two drops, and they everything sold out that wow. I had. So walk us through like the like, are you designing the shirts? How do you how, how, like kind of walk us through like the idea to how it kind of gets put out there for people to buy? Yeah. Um. So I actually had one of my close friends from high school. Um, her name was Lainey Lede. She helped me with, because my mind is always going. Like I'm, <laughs> I always have these ideas. So she's like the one person that like understands like my thoughts and the way that I want things to turn out. So she was the first person to like draw my different designs. Like her artistic abilities are through the roof. Like she would sit in class and like draw tattoos of like lions wow. and stuff out of sharpies. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so she would help me out with that. Um, and then I also got into making jeans. Uh, so I would literally sit in my room for hours and just like make my own like distressing. I would dye the jeans um, and then the t-shirts, I would just have those screen printed. Um, I was lucky enough to have my my Thea. Uh, she would, she has like screen presses and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So she would get that done for me. Um, I had trucker hats and she would get those done for me. Um, so. It's, it's definitely like a long, tedious process, but it's fun at the same time because like you, the result that you get to see on people's faces and like just having that, that name and like, yo, that's, this is my brand. This mm -hmm. is me. Um, it's really cool. 
That's amazing. That is, and you're in the perfect place for it too. I mean, for sure. New York perfect City. time, the world of NIL. You're yeah. allowed to do yeah. that now. Yeah. yeah. No question. Yeah. For sure. Now yeah. it's just finding that time to be able yeah. to right, do right. it. Yeah. 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 Between class and basketball, there's yeah, not much time. Sure. I'm thinking yeah. of bringing it. I mean, right now it's kind of being put on a hold, but I think during the summer, mm-hmm. um, when I have a lot more free time, I'll be able to like start it back up because. I definitely have, I got stacks on books of just drawings that I have that I want to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're going to close things up with Noah. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Columbia is playing at home against Yale. We Fans are back. Ooh, They're back on So Saturday. exciting. So, <laughs> I mean, it's going to raise the energy. Uh, it's going to be good atmosphere. Uh, Yale's sitting in first place in the league. So chance to knock off uh, the top dogs yep, so sure. um no thanks again for joining us and we'll be right back after these words with kyle matt Aliyah, and sienna durr from women's basketball stick around at athletic brewing company we've built america's first craft non-alcoholic brewery we've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy a great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Welcome back. It's Morningside Hoops podcast. We are joined now in the women's basketball segment this week by none other than Junior Sienna Durr, a guard forward tweener. Tweener? Mm-hmm. You like tweener. That's tweener, right. Tweener. We, we talked about that on the last, uh, yep. when you were on the first mm-hmm. episode of the season. From Grinnell, Iowa, Grinnell High School, <laughs> Sienna Durr, welcome back. Hi, thank you welcome for having me again. You know, just you this week. Yes. In so the special. studio, though. In we had her on Zoom the first time. Did so. we? No, no, we were here. Wait, we no, never here. mind. We yeah, we were in here. here. We had the guys we on here. Zoom. Yeah. Aaliyah's running back from the bank. She had a very stressful day. <laughs> stressful so. day. Very stressful. So uh, <laughs> her, she's a little brain scrambled right now, but... What we'll, else we'll, is give, new? we'll give you that. We'll this give you that. This is the state of my life the past like three weeks has just been like confusion. So, <laughs> just confusion. <laughs> well, speaking of the state of your lives, I mean, Sienna, let's talk about the women's basketball yeah, team. Yeah, right let's now. talk about let's it. Let's talk about you guys. Uh, 16 and 4 overall right now. I mean, Crazy. just shaking your head. I know. I know the people can't see it, so I have to uh, describe it, but come so far. So far. <laughs> From 2018-19, I don't even want to pull up what the record was, even it though was I have bad. the website. It was bad. I think we won a total of nine I games, say eight, eight games. I it was say eight. How many Ivy League? Eight. Four? Ooh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Four. Eight, eight four. and 19, four and 10 in the league. Wow. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And that, you know what? Look and at, at the this, time. Look the foundation, though. The foundation. It was. But at the time, going four and 10 in the league your first year was actually, it was an improvement right. on the year before. <laughs> it really was. And it, not only in terms of wins and losses, but also in terms of the competitiveness mm-hmm. of most of the games. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. for sure. It was like, yeah, we were four and 10, but. There was a lot. There was a lot of close games in there. It was a lot of close games, a lot of dropping games in the fourth quarter. Oof. Yeah. Freshman year. That's definitely what the story was. Yes, but now a lot of winning games in a the fourth lot of quarter. Winning games. Yes. Uh, you guys have won three times this season. I know I've said this multiple times on this podcast, so I'm going to repeat it. Three <laughs> times this season, when trailing by ten or more at halftime. You've also won, <laughs> you know, wow. yeah, yeah, and you've also c- won seven games this season when you've entered the fourth quarter either tied or trailing, which six of them you entered trailing. So I mean, you guys, yeah. you guys have been a Come second half fourth yeah. quarter team. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's a crazy yeah. stat. I mean, that's great to hear, but it'd be even better. <laughs> it'd be even better <laughs> if yeah, we were maybe going in winning. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about it. So uh, this past week, uh, two. Big road games. They're all mm-hmm. big at this point in the season. Huge. But obviously, at Penn and Princeton, the two teams that coming into this season were the two perennial powerhouses yep. in the league over the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would finish 1-2 in the league again. I don't since I don't know how long. It's been at least 10 years. It's a long time. <laughs> um, so you've got two Penn and Princeton. Beat Penn earlier this season mm-hmm. at home. First win over Penn since 2011. Yep. And then you went two pen to go for the season sweep first time since 2010, mm-hmm. and you guys got it we done. Got it. Uh, honestly, honestly, not even that dramatic of a game. No, no, like one of the lesser, least dramatic games of the season. It was. Uh, you guys <laughs> had a six-point lead at the half, 
uh, Abby Shue in the first half could oh not miss. My God, could she's not insane. miss from three. She's started so good. <laughs> started five for five from the outside. Uh, had 15 points at the half. You guys were up six at the half, and then. Second half, you guys went on a big run there in the third mm-hmm. quarter to really like you like you've done all season. Uh, third quarter's been your guys' third quarter, quarter, I feel like. Third quarter's been a good quarter for us. Uh, yeah. Like you've done all season, really created separation, went up by as many as fourteen there in the third quarter, and then Penn made a run in the fourth they quarter. Did. Made a little bit, but got it got it down to four. They all of a sudden it's like they just started jacking up threes and yeah. hitting them, yeah. you know. Yeah. But to your credit and your team's credit, uh, stayed composed mm-hmm. in pressure moments. Uh, players like Jada Patrick, Noah mm-hmm. Sanya yourself like just making buckets and stopping the run mm-hmm. you know when you're on the road and the other team's making a run it's yeah. like it's important to stop the run mm-hmm. so let's start with Penn what are, what were your overall thoughts about how that game and I know it's kind of jogging your memory but uh yeah I mean like you said it was like one of the most comfortable wins yeah. that we've had <laughs> I mean to be in a place where we're going into games now and it's like we got this like we just have to go out there and do what we can do and we'll be able to win we put in the work we've put in the preparation and we've come to this spot in time now and with our program where we can go into these games just like so confident like there was a never a point in that game where i was like hmm, i don't know no it was like we're we're winning this we're winning this we know what we can do and we can get through this um and i mean the moral of the story for this season is like we have to come out in the first half and play well in the first half like That would be helpful. That would be really (laughs) nice if we were able to do that. But like you said, our our third quarters have been really good. We just (laughs) get the juices flowing after after that halftime talk, and we're able to go out there. We're able to go out (laughs) there and get done what we need to get done. We would really love to translate that to the first (laughs) half. Like that would be lovely. But um, I thought Penn was an overall pretty good game. Um, Abby Shue is just amazing. She had, a, watching, she had an incredible first half. Watching her play basketball is just like, wow, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty so yeah. it's so crazy. But I mean, it's been a it's been a bunch of you this season. I mean, Caitlin Davis, KD. seventeen points, fifteen rebounds in that game she's against a Penn. I think that was yeah. her third straight double double. Uh, she's I mean, she was two time Ivy League Player of the Week. Uh, four times this season, but it was back to back that she had it going into that weekend. Uh, I mean, the talent level on your team this year. I mean, talk about what it's like in practice every day with this team. Com- maybe uh, don't compare it to your years past, but <laughs> what is the talent level like in practice every day when you're competing against the this caliber of player every day? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just to compare it to years past. It's just <laughs> so much higher than yeah. it's ever been. Yeah, yeah. like. We have girls who are so skilled, who are so competitive, who can hit crazy, ridiculous shots, who are great defenders. And you're playing against that every single day in practice. And it really translates to how we can perform in games. And I really credit um, like our Navy squad in practice. So like our girls who are playing on our scout team, who are playing on the other team, like they are really preparing us very well to go into games like, um, Michaela Markham, um, Nicole Stevens, Eden Gaynor, Hardy. They just perform so well for us in practice and make it so competitive. The skill level is just so high. It is really translating to games. And I think that's why we're able to, you know, come down to the wire and really pull out these wins because we have that preparation and we have that training because of how competitive practices are. And I feel like uh, you all, and I've said this before, are very composed in those moments. Mm-hmm. You've been in so many close games in the second half, so many games, even non-conference, beginning of the mm-hmm. season. Let's go back to Davidson, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Clemson That's might right. seem like a lifetime ago, mm-hmm. uh, where the game has come down to the final minutes yep. in the fourth quarter. And I feel like it's just second nature at this point, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're in those moments on the floor, I feel like there aren't there there are like maybe the moment the never feels too big. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. You would agree with that? Yeah, like um, our our games earlier this season have really helped prepare us for you know this Ivy League stretch and going into the Ivy League tournament because we've been able to come down from really big. Like, how much were we down at Clemson? Like fourteen at halftime or something like that. Yeah, and it's like we've been here before and we've able to come back and we've able to accomplish these things and we've able to. Uh, stick together in the final minutes of a game and really pull out some good stuff. So the fact that we've been able to do that time and time again and we have that experience, it's only going to help us so much moving forward. Let's talk about some of your teammates a little bit before we move on. Uh, We had her on last week. Jada Patrick. I really feel like she's turned a corner. We had her on last week. 
Uh, she seems she seems pretty confident now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's let's start with Jada. I mean, she's been she's been huge for you guys off the bench these last mm-hmm. few games. She has been huge. I am so proud of Jada. Um, I mean, the beginning of the season was a little tough. I mean, it's going to be hard uh, transferring into a new program, into a new system, into a new culture. There's just so many things. Um, that you have to learn on the basketball court, but also being able to like click with people outside of it. Like chemistry is such a huge part of our team oh, yeah. because we're so close. Um, I mean, it's going to take a little time to like get things rolling and starting to feel really good, but she has really, really trusted the process. And now she's performing so well for us. I'm so proud of her. Um, I knew from the beginning of the season that she's going to be a really huge part for us this season because she's just she's so talented. She's so quick, athletic. She's a great on-ball defender. Um, and she really has a great energy to her. Um, but it was just waiting for the time for her to have that confidence to really go out and show what she can do. And she's really done that these past few games. And I can't wait to see what she does moving forward. I actually wanted to ask you about the, the team chemistry because I feel like you can see that, you know, kind of mm-hmm. on and off the court. So where does that come from and how does that translate? Because, like, Kyle's going to go down the list of different players. I mean, I feel like every single game you could pick a different person mm-hmm. who's kind of stood up and stepped out mm-hmm. and, and helped really yeah. win the game. And just everybody knowing their role, you know, mm-hmm. in a game where there's only one ball, you know, people mm-hmm. can be selfish. Where does the chemistry kind of translate over into the core? And how do you guys have such a great chemistry? Yeah, I think that really started with, my class coming in freshman year um we came in with a real big class we had six we only have like five now but now with like gap years it's all mixed up so i don't know it's it's really crazy um but we were really close and um we were able to get close with other girls on the team too and then as we've moved forward like that culture of us being close and us being like really good friends and um that being able to translate to good chemistry on the basketball court i think has just like radiated down the other classes who have come in after us so it's like this is the way things are this is what's working for us and Basically, it's like, we think this is what's making us successful. So this is the way that the culture is of this program. So I really do think that it was us. I think that us being able to come in, be so close, be really good friends, and then also be successful on the basketball court was really just a good example to the other classes coming along. And then we're able to bring them along in that culture with that chemistry um, going forward. So I think that's really fantastic. One more player I want to bring up before we move on. Uh, and I'm not going to go down a whole list, Matt. I'm not going to go every player on the team. <laughs> oh, no, but I just I know. But, like, you could, like, you really could, like, on a given night. You know, like, obviously you have, like, the Caitlin Davis and the Abby mm-hmm. Shuza, who, mm-hmm. who are, you know, the Ivy League players of the week. Mm-hmm. But there's been different games yeah. or you could There's, name different it, people who for a while included, there it was you know? yeah. it was really making it easy for me post-game interview uh for a while there i just felt like oh, i get a different player every game this is yeah, great <laughs> feel like i don't have to go to the same person all the yeah. time uh but one more player i did want to touch on and she started a lot during the non-conference season mm-hmm. and then got a concussion and then mm-hmm. dealt with covid and then kind of had to like Get her, get her strength back, mm-hmm. get her stamina back, and but I felt like she was big in the pen game with uh-huh. Noah Kome yeah. Sanya in the yeah. in the fourth quarter. I mean, it feels like sometimes when she's out there, she doesn't feel the moment in terms of nerves, mm-hmm. and she just really settles things down for you. I think so. So too, like, yeah. talk about Noah a little bit. Um, Noah, love that girl. <laughs> no, no, she's as no, Coach no. calls it. Do you guys call her No, No too? Yeah, yeah, okay. I call her No, No. Yeah, no, I love her. She calls me Cece. It's Aww. like it's great. We, I love, I love that girl so much. Um. No, but she is so mature. She's so calm, especially on the basketball court, and she's so smart. She is such a smart girl on and off the court, but especially in a basketball sense. Like, I've never seen a freshman, and I know I wasn't like this at all, who can come in and just know the game and know exactly what we need to do, know exactly what we need to do on scout, where we need to be in defense. Like, she's just so smart and can catch on to those things so quickly, but then also communicate with us in a really good way. So we trust her wherever she is on the court. And then, like you said, she is really like a calming presence because she doesn't go up. She doesn't go down. She stays very level. And then again, with that uh, consistent trust and consistent communication, like it's she does really calm things down in there. And especially on the defensive side of things. And she's very skilled offensively as well. She has some really good footwork post moves and she has a really good left hand. And that confidence for her to be able to use that in games is only going to come 
more and more as she gets more playing time, as she gets into bigger moments, and as she trusts herself more. She she is still just a freshman, so yeah. like mm-hmm. that's gonna come along. Yeah, and true I freshman. Can, yeah, exactly. And I yeah. can't wait to see how far she can go because she's she's very impressive. You brought up uh, that yourself as a freshman, mm-hmm. and it made me think. You know, I, I want I did want to ask you this, so I'm glad you brought it up. When you were a freshman, the team had a very different makeup of yeah. the team. And I don't know if you felt the pressure of needing to be, like, mm-hmm. the at the time, the top scorer on the team. You, you, you felt like you had to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders mm-hmm. here. So how different is it for you now not having to feel that mm-hmm. from a game-to-game basis? Yeah, so I'll say I definitely felt that freshman year. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust me. It was not the it was like you, I felt it. like it was like you got here, and it was like all season. It was like, see dirt, see dirt, see yeah. dirt, see And that's dirt. like I wasn't expecting that yeah. at all coming into freshman year either. So that was like, whoa. Um, <laughs> but now, like you said, we have so many skilled players on this team and so many – pieces to the puzzle that we like didn't have before that like the pressure is kind of distributed to everybody so nobody's really carrying this like massive weight anymore because you know if you don't show up one day one of your teammates is going to be able to be there and have your back and um obviously you want to show up every day but the world's not perfect that's not going to happen so but we have so many different pieces that you can trust to be able to like make up whatever you're lacking that day which i think is amazing and that's something that we haven't had before so the fact that we can go to anybody at any different game if somebody's a little off somebody else can step up um it's just it's just really a testament to how much our program has grown and the players that we've been able to get in and the trust that we have in each other and I think that's a huge part of our success this season. What's it been like in the moment? Because we, you know, we talked about earlier your freshman year, obviously didn't win a lot of games. Now you guys are, are winning a lot of games. We talked about off the pod, you know, you have four home games coming up. You're looking mm-hmm. forward to the atmosphere. So what's it just been like overall trying to live in the moment, kind of take it all? I mean, you had you had everything ripped away from mm-hmm. your COVID. You had yeah. the year off. So uh, is it, I guess, maybe even enjoying it more than probably you would have maybe mm-hmm. coming into freshman year? Yeah, so... I'll say like this year there's a little it's a little mixed on that side of things because coming in freshman year like everything is new I mean not that much is expected of you like we weren't it's like if we win more games than we did last year that's fantastic (laughs) like isn't that great like we have all these freshmen playing like it's all new like whatever um but like this year we obviously came in with a little more pressure it's like you guys what where we projected third in the third, ivy league yeah and it's like okay we're third we know we can be we know we're, we can be higher than that yeah. so like that's something good to chase but then we also have this pressure of we we have a lot of really good players on this team and we can be really successful so we need to go out there and do it so there's these two sides of it of it's really fun because we're being really successful but also at the same time we have this pressure to upkeep like um what we're doing moving yeah. forward you but feel like the well, more now, you win go ahead Alina. yeah they have like a target on their back yeah. now yeah. where whereas like before in other seasons they're like oh it's just columbia mm-hmm. but now it's like oh shoot we play columbia so exactly. i feel like that also adds mm-hmm. an extra layer to it it's definitely. also the historic pressure right mm-hmm. i mean yeah. you're doing things that have never been done in program exactly. history you're trying to do something that's never been done in program history so those are those are you know kind of get the proverbial monkey off your back so to speak Mm -hmm. exactly um so that all adds to the pressure of it and we we know what we can do we know how well we can perform and a lot of these games as we already touched on like our first halves have not been great but we've played well in the second half like there's always we have this idea in mind like there's always something better that we can be doing and if you think about that too much it's kind of like oh, well, we're not doing so well. Mm. But when you take a step back and look at all the success that we've had, look at where we were before and what we're doing now and all the good things that we're doing, we have to focus more on the positives so then we can move forward and just like build upon those then look at the negatives look at oh that first half wasn't very good it's like what are we doing it's well look what we can do and let's translate those positive things over to the first half um so it's really just you know taking a step back, reflecting on all the really great things that we've done this season, and that's what makes this so fun. But the most fun part of any basketball season, and, you know, just going to school here is being with my teammates. Like, that's what I look forward to the most every single day. Like, us joking around in the locker room, like (laughs) – 
Eden singing and all of us yelling at her to like shut up, but she keeps singing because that's all she the does all the anthem. time. Oh my god, it's <laughs> like being a part of this team is just so fun, and that's it. It's what makes it all worth it. Like we obviously all love playing basketball, but being around each other, I th- is the best part. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And we will talk about Princeton a little bit while we have you on this podcast. Uh, and again, I want to thank you. Uh, we had a spectator journalist <laughs> at the Princeton game, and I, I know that was a tough situation mm-hmm. for the team and for you. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Sienna and have Sienna <laughs> talk to the spectator because she's a professional at this. Professional. <laughs> I've had a lot of practice. Yes. Uh, you handled that amazingly. So let's talk about it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, n- not the results you that no. you or the team wanted and no. in, in, in any way from that game. And there was a lot of hype built mm-hmm. up around a that lot, game. Yeah. Uh, two 7-0 and Ivy League teams mm-hmm. going at it. Columbia not having beaten Princeton since 2008. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... It was kind of. I feel like it was those moment. One of those moments where people were like, "Okay, is Columbia challenging Princeton, or mm-hmm. is Princeton still yeah. the top of the league?" Mm-hmm. And people will come away from that game thinking, "All right, well, Princeton's still the top yeah. of the league." But I know that's not what you all think. No. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, uh, just the eyes almost popped out of her head when you said that. <laughs> She's like, absolutely not. No. Um, I I think obviously that game was not indicative of the season or the team mm-hmm. or uh, you know of how of how good your this team is. But the good news is that you get them again. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. at home, you get them at home next time mm-hmm. on ESPNU. Uh, hopefully there should be a good turnout for yeah. that game. Uh, but you know, what do you think from your standpoint, the first half, uh, we missed a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. We had some open looks and they, they weren't going down for us. And so from your standpoint, being on the court, mm-hmm. aside from me, just watching it, uh, what do you, what do you think? Uh, happened in that first half I think in that first half um, like you just said there was a lot of hype built around the game Um, the girls who have been here we all know Princeton we know that this is something a win is something that we've never done before and it's something that we want so bad so I think in that first half the pressure really got to a lot of us I really think so that's just like a position that we've never been in before where it's like let's go in and let's compete with Princeton and let's beat them Mm -hmm. like it's hard to get into that mindset if you've never been there before. So I think we came out a little timid. I think um, we definitely, we definitely didn't play our best first half by any means, you know, shots weren't falling, but um, we have a lot to learn from that. And we played with them in the second half. half, Like, I don't know what the score ended up being. 23, 22 Columbia in the second half. So like we ended up beating them in the second half so again like if we're able to translate what we're able to do in the third quarter in the fourth quarter and do that in the first two quarters we can play with anybody and anybody who thinks that you know the score of that game a little because we we dug a huge hole in the yeah, first half. We yeah, dug a huge hole, yeah. but we were and able to. And you weren't ch- even playing bad defensively. No, you know? I mean, defense that was is actually yeah, really good. I mean, your yeah. team defense has been so good over. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's been a span of like three weeks here. Yeah. Uh, you know, where the team defense. I mean, you guys have. Uh, I had a stat there. Uh, I think it was four out of five games or five out of six games that you limited opponents below 30% shooting for the wow. game, which is a great formula for yeah. winning because mm-hmm. if you can stop the other team from shooting above 30%, yeah. it's, yeah. you know? Exactly. You all, yeah, so yeah. Uh, do you take anything out of that? The po- what positives do you take out of the game? Is it the second half, you know, yeah. going into the next time you play them? I think it's definitely the second half. It's the fight that we have. Um, it's We really chipped away at that score. We got it to... 12 yep. at one point and yeah. then they hit a couple threes but we were so close to cutting that down to single digits yeah. and once that's down to i feel like digits, if it got down game. to single digits it was game on it's all yeah. like just being able to see that score and be like we are right there yeah. like we're so close so being able yeah. to see that fight and what we can do when we really lock in yeah. and go in with that confidence of we can beat this team we can do this mm-hmm. like unfortunately we need to 
go get yelled at during halftime <laughs> to be able to figure that out. Like, can we please try to figure this out in the first half? Again, it's a yeah. story that we've been <laughs> dealing with all season long. But to be able to show that we're able to go out there and compete with them in the second half, and we know what we need to do, and we have the ability to do that, and we just need to be able to translate that into the first half. So even though there was a, there was a decent amount of bad in that game, there's also a lot of good that we can take away and then yeah. learn from the bad, obviously. Like, you just have to take – everything as a learning lesson and then be able to move past from it and this weekend and this weekend against Yale is it's huge for us it's a huge game for us to be able to show that yeah that happened last weekend but that's not us that's not yet. like that is yep. not us this is who we are and that's what we're looking to do this weekend well and you knew exactly what I was going to ask you next <laughs> uh going to Yale this will be your first trip to Yale since 2020 mm -hmm. Uh, I remember it was quite a game for you the last time game, yeah. I pulled you, you did the post-game TV interview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, that was a different team, a different time. Mm -hmm. uh, but what what is your mindset? And you just touched on it. What is your mindset going to Yale this week? It's, it's definitely a statement game to be able to see what the rest of our season is going to hold. Show the league that we are not a team that you want to mess with. Like, you might think Princeton's still at the top, but that is not – that is not, the not how anybody not here the feels about no, it. No. Yeah. And we know that the people who are here and a part of this program completely understand what is going on. Maybe from the outside, you can't see that yet. Yeah. But we all so firmly believe what we can do and what we can accomplish on this team that that's why this weekend is so big because we want everybody else to see that too. We want everybody else to believe that. And we haven't quite gone out and shown that yet, but this weekend I really believe that it's it's going to be the one for us. Second half team, both in the games and in the season. You know, yeah. The second half of the Ivy League play. Just I was going to say, she inspired me for this weekend. I'm ready to go. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> she's coaching me. I like, Kyle, that. you better, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, you better be on <laughs> your social media game this weekend. No messing up people's handles. No, no, no. <laughs> and don't post any bad pictures of anybody. Don't post any bad. Uh, or you're going to get screamed at. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you probably get yelled at for I that, don't yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call out Kate, Katie has on my case a few times. Oh, my God. You did she make you delete it? Or she didn't make me do anything. But you did it. I did it for her. And then, well, this, here's the I thing. I don't, I feel this. like I, I feel like I don't always want to use the, the same photos all the time yeah. in your post game graphics uh -huh. right like i normally do like the leading mm -hmm. scores tonight mm -hmm. right i'm sure you see that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and uh so i try to always use different mm -hmm. photos and try to use action photos and there was like a really athletic looking photo of katie but i but I, the I, face it was the face the face it that's the what face. we're worried about yeah is the face. Uh, of course yes yeah. what, was it like a mean face or was it like a weird face it was a weird timing face yeah yeah and you knew that. Well, <laughs> I didn't. So here's the thing. Oh, that was now. Here's the thing. We when need to I have you on more often. <laughs> when I was looking at the photo, I didn't zoom in on it. And then when I put it into the system we have to make those graphics, I it was like on this size computer and I'm on a bus and I'm like it looks good. And then I put and then when she said something to me, I looked at it and I was like, that doesn't look great. <laughs> <laughs> so so like, I changed but it. You <laughs> I did. I did her you solid. I looked I at know. it. I, <laughs> I owned it. Listen, I changed it. You know, I changed you it. You learn it's from fine. it. Learn from your mistakes. I learned. <laughs> you know? Move on. If, that, if that's the biggest mistake I made on a day, then I'll take that. In <laughs> other <laughs> news, though, you have a pretty good jerk. I saw the. It's not your guys's good. TikTok. I cannot oh, the one that posted on the Instagram story oh a couple days ago. Yes. Yeah, downstairs yes. near the training room. Yes. Let me yeah. tell you, your guys's TikTok account is a gold mine for me. I am like watching videos <laughs> from like years ago, and I'm like, this is so much fun. No, so, it's so good. That <laughs> very funny. I'll Who say, don't hype me up on my jerk because I know it's bad. Because I know I'm one of the worst dancers on the team. I take that. I Someone take that. did comment, Sienna is so pretty. Oh. So like that at least. You Thank have you. that. Like, At least I have that going for yeah, me. Yeah, the dance Good. moves we can work on. We can work on. Yeah. But the face, you know, that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Okay, but anything, the real so. question is, how do you feel about seeing yourself on these brand new screens? Like, I feel like that one would I, get me. No, I think it looks great. Okay, good. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. I mean, those are their headshots. and you Yeah, know, like, we, get, we, we look good, though. Yes. yes. So, okay, like, at least you like those. Yeah. 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 No, they look good. Oh, and I had one of the guys telling me that before their game, they had our Princeton game airing on the big screens they while did. they were, like, they warming did. up. I thought that they was did. so cool. That is cool. I'm wow. like, I love that. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't. Yes, I'm saying. But like, still. Yeah, still. that's really oh, that's cool. So I great. like the support. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I think a lot of people started to rally around yeah. the team. So. Yeah, and we got back, and the men's game had just ended, and we we're walking through the gym, and there were so many people, and they're like, "You'll get them next time, ladies. You oh. got it. You got oh, it." Oh, that's so. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's, that's so sweet. Well, <laughs> thank you. At the time, we were like, mm, "But you yeah, know, yeah. like that is so great to see, like the support that." Um, has grown as our program has grown yeah. is is just yeah. amazing. That's like we mean. probably wouldn't have gotten that freshman year. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Maybe yeah. a little bit. Not not as strong. But like yeah. our supporters, can they're fantastic. Can I just bring up real quick my favorite supporter? And I feel like if a lot of the undergrads listening would appreciate this. Professor Gulati, do you know oh, him? He shows he up to practice. <laughs> yes, he. So I'm friends with his son Emilio, mm-hmm. but like. He shows up to your games, and some of the student workers are like, "Do you see who's here? Oh my gosh, I it's can't believe he's here!" Yeah, yeah. Wait, and I'm who, like, who, "Who is this guy?" Oh, he's like the most sought after um, professor in undergrad. Yeah. Like, Sunil Sunil Galati. Yeah, he was a uh, president, he, former president of what U.S. soccer. U.S. soccer. Yeah. US soccer. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> no, like my <laughs> okay. big time. people yeah. will go up to my friend Emilio and be like, "Yo, can you?" me into your dad's class so the you fact know everybody by the way i've i've, I've picked up on that we're going off <laughs> i'm on a social a butterfly and, and i can't be like know everybody um i just like to talk to strangers but uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that in the bronx too often <laughs> cut that out too <laughs> okay wow you guys are both just taking over they here are. what they are you are. oh my gosh santa's become uh the host of the podcast and now <laughs> We're going like to listen to Matt and Aaliyah go at each other. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not getting canceled. Fun fact. <laughs> I'm getting canceled. Yeah, yeah. We're the host now. But no, <laughs> Emilio even told me that his dad would watch your guys' games on ESPNU or whatever mm-hmm. plus over some big time soccer games. He'd be like, dad, the game's on in here. He goes, I don't care. I'm watching Columbia women's basketball. Oh so my God, I yeah. love shout that. out to him. Cause I bet he even listens to this podcast. No, that's so great. Yeah. What's cool. funny about that is that. So, Abby Shu was in his class last semester, oh and he, I think he's notorious for like cold calling on people. Yes. But he like he knows Abby, yeah. So he would like purposely call on her in class, and she's just like, "Don't call on me. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know you know me, but don't do it, please. Please leave so, me alone." So you know, there's there's good Aww. things, yeah. Yeah, good and bad. <laughs> yeah, you would. I will say, Sienna. I, I don't know if you realize it now as a as a young person, college student, young adult. <laughs> Uh, but if you ever go on to work in sports, the amount of people that like the staff and the administration and, and all those people, the amount of people like when, when a team is winning, like, mm-hmm. like you all are mm-hmm. doing right now, that just gets so wrapped up mm-hmm. in it and just, it like drives them. Really? You know, I love like that. it's like, That's so it's, cool. it, it goes like so far beyond maybe like, yeah, obviously being a part of a team, mm-hmm. it's hard to see that cause you're around your teammates all the time and you're always so focused on mm-hmm. the next game and what you guys all have going on, but it like encapsulates everybody mm-hmm. around this building. So mm-hmm. I'll definitely okay. say no, that. I think we're going to see it a lot these next few weeks yeah. with these home games coming so up. Too. And, you know, it, now that like I feel like we're mm-hmm. Columbia's getting past COVID mm-hmm. and stuff, too. It, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to be 100 percent capacity, I think, for these games. It will be 100 percent capacity right? for every oh, home oh, I'm game. I'm excited for these student they, sections. Right, right, right. That was one of my so favorite much. parts of the non-conference so season. Fun. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that amazing? So fun. I was it the Delaware game. I think that was like they were rocking. They were racking me up. They were no, saying they the were funniest things. They, there's a couple of the football players who get a little, they a little rowdy. <laughs> but, like, it's so great to have this amount of support because, just like I said before, like, we haven't had this before. People are excited to come to our yeah. games. Like, when we only had a couple tickets to give out per person, like, everyone was scrambling, who has tickets? Who has tickets? Like, these people want to come. These people want to come. And it's like, we don't have enough to give yeah. to everybody who wants to come to the game. So I think it's so great that we've had such good, like, student support. Because I think we have like a decent amount of support, you know, obviously from our families, yeah. from staff and faculty and a couple people, people that are in the like long time supporters of the exactly. women's basketball like, program. They're yeah. always going to come, but it's, you know, students trickle in, trickle out. But now it's like they come for our game yeah. and they and stay for our it's game. People and you know invested. that are watching yeah. you, people you go to class with exactly. potentially, you know. Exactly. So. And people saying like good luck, saying good game, like just throughout campus. It's just a completely different vibe than we've had before. Yeah. And I think uh, it's really fun. I've said yeah. this all season, too. I think you ladies are just a fun product to watch. Like, it's just good basketball. Mm-hmm. So exactly if you're a basketball fan, mm-hmm. it, 
just fun to watch. So, so that's why I yeah. like, you know, watching and covering yeah. y'all because mm-hmm. it just, to me, it's a good product and, and the games are entertaining. Yeah. Outside of the wins and losses, they're right. a very entertaining. Exa- to watch. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then to be, you know, emotionally invested yeah. in it because you go to Columbia yeah. or whatever, that obviously adds yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being emotionally invested in it, I got to tell you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, your heart, your, your heart rate is. <laughs> when, you have no, when you have no control over it and you're just watching, it's, it's, uh, it's, it can be hard. Yeah, we it can actually, be hard. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, Sienna, we've had you on long enough. Uh, we're definitely going to have to chop down everything we talked about. Maybe it will have to go into the, uh, the outtake section, you know, if we ever, had, if we ever mm-hmm. put together an episode of outtakes. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right. Just gave me more work to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really appreciate you coming on today and spending some time with us. Of course. Thanks that for having me. Sienna Durr from the <laughs> women's basketball team. Uh, as we mentioned, they will be playing at Yale this weekend, Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus, Lee Amphitheater. So you won't want to miss it. They're having a great season, 16-4, mm-hmm. and 7-1 and one in the Ivy League, and looking to improve on that. Yeah. So thank you, Sienna. Thank you. Yay. All right, and that's going to do it for another episode of Morningside Hoops podcast. Aaliyah, Matt, do you have fun? Do you have fun, Aaliyah? I had a blast. It was so much fun. I always have fun. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sienna was, uh, was a good conversation, nice long conversation. Sienna some... is always a good conversation, I feel like. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Very well spoken. Oh, very yeah. charismatic. Yeah. Well, one time I was heading home from a football game, and we were on the subway together, and it was, like, so packed. And then it was Sienna, and she's like, wait, you work – for Columbia, right? And so we talked the whole way and That's it awesome. flew by. So she's awesome. Yeah. And I was like getting the perspective as we got from her a little bit of, of these players that have been here, you know, I guess it, when Meg was really starting to turn the corner with this program, um, but they still weren't, you know, piling up the wins like they are right yeah. now. And then to yeah. be in the moment that they're in now after the whole March 2020 pandemic, I think it's always cool to get their perspective. For sure. You got some construction. Yeah, going no, on. we really <laughs> got some noise in the renovation background. In the live studio. I think they're trying to tell us that we got to end it. So here we go. Uh, again, thank you for listening. This was a Morningside Hoops podcast with construction in the background. I'm Kyle Matrician for Leah Funshell and Matt Sugam. You can catch this podcast and all of our Columbia Athletics podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, Columbia Athletics is there. So again, for my co-host, I'm Kyle Matrician. We'll talk to you again next week. Dun, dun, slam dun, 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 dun. <laughs>